podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Leeds That. I'm James and I'm with Rocco Dean. Oh, James. Well, we're here after the Preston late winner. What a absolute dream day. Well, most of it wasn't. The result was a meant it was a dream day. But before we get into that, the podcast is proudly sponsored by Bass and Bly of Harrogate, a premium independent photographic dealership with over 60 years of experience. They specialize in cameras, binoculars, and spotting scopes. And uh, Rocco, you've you've come up with a song for them, haven't you? <laughs> that's putting me on the spot. <laughs> no, I am. I am, you haven't. I just wanted to see the fear in your eyes. Oh, that's, all it was. Um, that's, that's my dad's job. I'll get him to come up with a jingle, shall I? Yeah, that's true, actually. The Bass and Bly David Dean jingle is exactly what is needed. So, yeah, they, they're a photographic dealership based in Harrogate. They sell brands such as Canon, Fuji, Canon? Canon, Fujifilm, Nikon and Sony. They also sell a wide range of spotting scopes and binoculars, such as Swarovski, Hawk, Opticon, Leica, Zeiss, Kite, Optics, Vortex. They sell loads of used gear, digital cameras, binoculars, old film cameras, and they'll even repair your stuff as well. So if you've got a lens dirty, you can get it cleaned, or the sensor in your camera, which is quite a common one, take it to Bass and Bly. They're based on Beulah Street in Harrogate, or bassandbly.com. The link should be in the podcast description below. I've got something to add. Go on. With the second-hand stuff that you buy, you get a 12-month warranty. So not like the crap you buy off eBay, you'll get no warranty with that, but Bass and Bly will give you 12-month warranty on all second-hand stuff. That's good, isn't it? I hope you're not wrong, because then you've, you've, you've done them a very dis- bad disservice, Rocco. But anyway. Anyway. So, I don't think you managed to get to the game, but you did create an experience for yourself, didn't you? Yeah, I missed the game. Yeah, bad planning on my part, but I'm blaming Sky. I'd agreed to go to my father-in-law's 75th birthday lunch, and then Sky moved it to Sunday, 12 o'clock. So yeah, sounds like I've missed a belter in the end. Uh, I managed to yeah just turn my phone off and watch it when I got home without knowing the score. So yeah, you've done well there. Excitement. I know, I know. It's, you need to, though, don't you? It's not hard with with a table full of non-football fans. So, yeah, lucky in that regard, I suppose. It was terrible anyway. Not according to your dad, though, who's been rubbing it in, saying one of the best days ever. Well, yeah. Best of his life, re- better than when you were born, I think he said. He? <laughs> well, he's wrote a massive report this week, so it's going to take me all Excellent. night to go through it and get it on. But yeah, he said, yeah, spoiler for me, but he said that he thinks it was the best match of the season which I was a bit flabbergasted by, but anyway. That's brilliant. I wish he did say it was better than the birth of his two, two lovely sons. Maybe he does. I've not, re- I've not yeah. read the report yet. I'll ask him. I'm going to ask him. <laughs> so, yeah, it was a, a windy day. The, the uh, sprinklers at Ellen Road, this was at half time. I really noticed this, but the sprinklers, they just weren't even, no, none of the water was hitting the ground. That's how windy it was. <laughs> it was just like going in the air and spraying everywhere. But it was an unchanged, unchanged team. And Nyonto, not in the squad, first thing to probably mention. I mean, been a lot of rumours about him potentially going to West Ham. Yeah. So Farker came out and said that he had some sort of injury in his press conference. But whether he does or not, not really sure. But Farker's not the type to lie about this sort of thing, is he? Um, but that, maybe if it's in the best interest of the club and the player, maybe he would. Maybe he would lie. I don't know. 
yeah, who knows? We will see. And uh, the game started off like pretty slow, didn't it? Well, we started off pretty slow, should I say? Yeah. The, ga- the game was three minutes in, and they they were scoring. But you can I kind think of it was less, wasn't it? Yeah, it, was, it probably it, was actually. I think it was like one minute on the clock. I, oh, think, I don't even think we touched the ball. Rodon made a mistake, and yeah, hold their guy down, and then and then they scored from yeah from the free kick. It was it was messy, wasn't it? I don't really know what happened. It was I don't know. Yeah, like you say, we just weren't switched on. Weren't switched on at all. And I think is it? I want to say Miller. Is it down there? Left hand side. Yeah, the he was just causing Archie all sorts of problems. But I think yeah. I mean, the I mean the goal was messy. They scored it obviously, but then they even that chance that they had a bit later on where I think Kamara sort of played a sloppy pass and it went out to Miller and Archie was kind of pushed up the field because I think at that point we were probably about to break with Kamara in possession but it quickly flipped the other way so actually on if you saw it in real time you're like why is Archie like so far out of position but actually losing the ball just caused us so many problems and it was just it was just I think first half we just struggled to get into the game at all really I mean, they did play well. I think we probably can Stop, give them yeah. some credit, yeah. But that one, yeah, that Miller chance, that's the one where Melier made the save, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I actually did think, like, that's exactly the type of finish that was beating Melier every single yeah, yeah. time. Like, I can't True. remember when he saved one into, like, near like near top corner sort of thing. So, yeah, stood up to that well, trusted his reactions, which, yeah, shows a keeper that's, yeah, sort of got his confidence back. But then there was that funny punch, wasn't there? That <laughs> made you think maybe he's not so confident. I don't know. But it was a windy day, like you say. It is a good point to, to say that about his near post because we have been quite vicious on that one, haven't we? So I think it's right yeah. to sort of correct ourselves as well. It's, I mean, he's, you know, he deserved what had come before and it's good to see that it's improving. And you forget how young he actually is as well. And yeah, the, the punch, the punch is annoying because it's like, it's so obviously should have been caught and that like, you're just causing yourself double problems. I don't know why he does yeah. it, but, you know. I've got a question about the wind. Go on. So, like, Leeds, this was in the second half. I think it got windier in the, in the second half. And, like, Leeds got a corner earlier in the second. Oh, no, actually, sorry. No, there was a corner down at the cop end at the end of the first half. And the corner flag was, like, blowing towards mm. the cop. And I'm thinking, oh, and I was thinking, like, oh, brilliant. Second half, we've got the wind. It might actually help us. And then second half, when they're taking corners up the other end, the bloody wind's like <laughs> blowing a gale towards the south stand. So what the hell was that about? Leads that. I mean, I'm no, I'm no geologist, but what I would say is those seagulls above Ellen Road, it's like, it's that windy. It's blowing a load of seagulls from the coast. <laughs> it's like, where are the pigeons? Yeah, it was weird. And you always know it's like the thing, the telltale on when you're at home as well, watching it, because you're not there, obviously, and you can't experience it for any of our friends in Ireland, Dara. It's like there's crisp packets on the pitch. That's when you know there's a it's a windy day. Crisp packets and the occasional carrier bags just floating around. That's how you how you know. Normally Tesco, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, Bamford, what, when was our goal? What minute was it? In? Completely well, it was lost. Fifth, fifth or sixth minute. We responded. yeah, it was quick. Yeah, it was. It was quickly after it, wasn't it? And uh, Somerville sort of overran his pass a bit down the left to Furpo, and I thought I just thought it was going out because I was obviously obviously up the other end of the cop and. What a ball. What a ball to the back post, Dan James. The towering man of that Dan James is. Two headers this season now, is it? Yeah, absolutely. And it was a lovely header. Clinical, right right in the unsavable spot. Yeah, perfect header. Amazing cross that by Furpo. That's like, yeah, top quality. But yeah, I would actually, 
rewind it back a little bit further because Gruev did a beautiful piece of play, skipped past his man and then spread the ball. That was really nice. So yeah, really lovely, well-worked goal in the end. But, yeah, that, I mean, that cross from Furpo really was class because he was yeah stretching. It was very hard to dig that one out and it was absolutely perfect. Couldn't have made it easier for James to just nod in his 10th goal of the season. What about that? He's, he's quietening the sarcasm from Leeds fans, isn't he, Furpo, with every performance he puts in? I like it. On that For- free kick, wasn't he, in the, towards the end of the first half? <laughs> I was half expecting it to go in, like smashing off the crossbar, but yeah, want to be. Maybe next week, Junior. And uh, played um, well, I thought. I think, I, think, I think he's been really good. Where he's looked poor defensively, he seems to be sorting that out a lot more as well. So whether... Farkas yeah, he did some good blocks and stuff, and he, yeah, he did. I think he did his job both ends of the pitch. I was a bit surprised. Well, I was surprised that he came off. Actually, the main thing is him just not being caught in like weird and wild positions. Him actually just being in the right place, which I think is everything. So, yeah, good, good stuff. And the ball got pinged up to Bamford at one point. I think it's about fifteen minutes in, and he tried to do another touch like the uh, like his FA Cup touch the other the other week, but didn't get. It wasn't not as good. And sort of fell to the fell into the keeper and it went out for a goal kick. But there was like not not a lot happening in that first half, really, other than two goals. <laughs> it, 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 I mean, it was an open game. Like it was, I did find it quite entertaining. But we didn't. We just didn't. I don't think we got going. Really, like nothing really clicked in the final third. I don't think. I think Bamford had a poor game. I think Rutter had a poor game as well. Apart from like a few moments of class. Somerville got better and better, didn't he? But yeah, I think in the first half, everything was, I don't know, it just wasn't, just wasn't clicking quite. Yeah, and Rodon, I think the one of the memorable points and where Bamford had a good shot on goal, a good header on goal, was he pinged the ball out to Dan James, who sort of let it run into the corner, whipped a ball in as well. And it's just, it's just so good and refreshing seeing Dan James do winger things. You know, yeah. you know the amount of stick he got when he was playing out of position in the Premier League, like the toughest league in the world. It's crazy when you actually think about it, but stick him, stick him in his prime habitat, and he seems to be roasting defenders, which is brilliant. Sad, isn't it? And like, I'm just so surprised that we stuck with it for so long because he just wasn't good at it, was he? Like, I know he can do the running, but it was unfair. And yeah, came in for a lot of a lot of steam, but because he didn't look a good player either, you know, he, he was he was trying his best, but you know, he just he just looked so bereft of any sort of confidence. And yeah, on the wing, he's a Completely different player. But yeah, you're right. That was a lovely ball by Rodon. Rodon did a lot of like taking the ball out of defence and driving us forward. It was it was good to see. And Ampadu as well. So Ampadu was, oh, yeah. was really good. Yeah, he was really running at them. He was doing the Pascal Strauch running <laughs> yeah. out of defence there. It was good. Yeah, but on, on Dan James, I, anyone who fancies doing it, because I can't be asked to do it, go back and listen to all the podcasts where I defended him in the Premier League. <laughs> right. And so half time, windy spray on the pitch Luke Humphreys darts world champion parading his trophy around the pitch that was nice to see yeah sad I missed that I was looking forward to that very much glad he beat little Luke Littler the little scum 17 year old he's 17 today apparently not 16 anymore he's over the hill put that one to bed only the same age as Archie yeah speaking of 17 I was going to say Archie Gray signed new deal we should probably mention that very quickly takes him to 2028 not long enough is it (laughs) <laughs> Why is it only four years? Couldn't we have just done five? Because it's good. Can we just tied him down to retirement? Yeah. Good news, though. Good news, always. Good to see. And yeah, Eddie's birthday as well. So it was like a, a grey loving, wasn't it? Good couple of days. 
good. It's, yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. I'm not. I'm not over the moon either. Like it's. I'm, I expected it. I think he's he's here for the next couple of years at least. Surely, you'd hope so, wouldn't you? And uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. It's like all these things, isn't it? It's like what is the club? Where? What position is the club in? You know, in a year or two time, like a year's time, he's still it's still good for his football career to be getting games with Leeds at whatever level they're at. And then a year after that, the questions start being asked, don't they? Of you know, is it a case of pushing on? So it's a bit like when we had Calvin. In the championship, it was the same sort of scenario, wasn't it? Um, yeah, definitely. And I don't think we need to start, like, yeah, getting even getting carried away with what sort of teams would. I mean, all teams will be looking at him, and everyone will be interested in him. But actually, like, what team would he play for week in, week out in the Premier League? Like at this point, you know, it's not like there's teams bashing the door down to take him to play European football week in, week out. So, yeah, I don't think we've got anything to worry about. Take, take it, just enjoy him, enjoy him while he, while he lasts. Famous last that sounds words. quite negative. Actually. Famous <laughs> last words. He's getting sold for a hundred million. So yeah, Somerville down the left, like you said, he sort of grew into the game and got loads better. And uh, he took a touch round a player, and it, I don't think the highlights do it justice. And then he well, he flew past their players, and then he ended up passing the ball into Rutter, who hit the post. But his yeah. touch around the player was just ridiculous. Like he he was so good. I'd like. Sometimes Somerville is absolutely unstoppable. I don't know. It must be a defender's nightmare. He can go either way, can't he, as well? That's the thing. That, that defender was expecting him to cut inside and he just, yeah, skipped, skipped round him with ease. And then, yeah, Rutter's finish just, just prodded it, didn't he? He didn't really know. I, I don't know if it was a bit awkward for him. He probably, he probably didn't do a lot wrong, I don't think. He had one in the first half there. Did you see that header from a corner? That mm. was a... That was bad. That was a really bad header. And it's like, just yeah, really terrible technique because he, he should should be scoring that all day long, really. So it's, it's a bit worrying. Ruta did frustrate me today, actually, thinking about it. There was a few times in a game where he could have just given the ball easily, moved up the pitch, worked it with a you know relative ease around their team. And he just didn't. He was just like trying to take it, take players on all the time. And it's, like yeah, it's fun. It is fun to watch, and and it's enjoyable when there's there's a payoff with it. But when it doesn't work, it's so bloody frustrating. We just it's like the classic in it when you're a kid and your manager always says, just "Play it easy, play it easy." And like, as yeah. an ad, like as a as an adult now, you really see it, don't you? you just think, yeah, you're going to advance way quicker if you just pass the ball around. Yeah, no, definitely. There was one second half where Furpo was yeah bombing forward down the left, and he did. Did yeah, did some weird thing, but I mean, still, he like the amount of times you think he's got tackled and he and he still retains possession, but like sometimes it it still slows us down. And yeah, yeah, I don't think I think it was probably one of his worst games of the season, really. But he still did some really nice things, and yeah, could have could have won us the match in very various different moments. But yeah, f- frustrating day for him. There's Ampadu played a ball to Bamford and he let it run because he was offside. Dan James had a bit of a sort of weak fluffed shot which was frustrating. And, but like we said, Dan James was great today. And I think it was a ball that was played through to Bamford that he just didn't, he missed the touch. But Dan James saw it, ran onto it. His pace was just frightening. Yeah, it was unbelievable. And then he dinked it over the keeper and he was unlucky really. Maybe that, that wind denied us Rocco. I thought that. I actually did. Yeah, it was a lovely chip. Well, was, there was two instances. I, I thought you were talking about the one where the keeper came out of his area at first. Oh, yeah. talking about... I've, I've blended one, the two into one, yeah, sorry. Yeah, did, yeah. <laughs> so there was one where, yeah, where he, I, I think, I think James like played a through ball to himself. Yeah, like he, he did. played it 
to Bamford and then like just absolutely zoomed onto it. And yeah, without the wind, it, it might well have just dropped in. But yeah, that one where the keeper came out, I mean, that's a handball all day long. Like the, the commentator said, you know, he, he was, you know, it was like accidental or something, but a keeper out of his area, like, I don't think you can class anything as accidental because like he comes out, he goes to the ground like a goalkeeper would and it hits his arm. So, I didn't see that in the, in the ground. Yeah, definitely hit his arm. Yeah. So for me, it, it should have been a red card, really. We should talk about the ref. Yeah, I was just going to say, how have we not talked about the referee yet? I mean, you when you're in the stadium, you obviously can't, you don't see the replays. You just get a feeling from people that are nearer in the crowd and go with it. And But there were so many incidents today, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, where the referee would, had just made absolutely dire decisions. So he just was watching a completely different game. And from where I was, he looked like a little Jesse Marsh as well, which annoyed me even more. Well, yeah, I'm going to have to shock you because I disagree. I actually think that he, I think he was more biased towards us, to be honest. Really? Honestly, yeah. Like, I couldn't believe it when I went on. Because obviously, I'd not seen anything, anyone's reaction. I've just watched it myself and then went on Twitter and everyone's talking about the ref. And I I can't believe it, to be honest. Like So, like, in the first seconds, Rodon should have had a yellow card. He didn't get a yellow card. And then, like, a few minutes later, their guy got booked and... I mean, he always seemed to book their plays as a couple he let go. Obviously, there's a handball that I thought was a red card. I mean, he gave the penalty at the end. Like, I mean, God, like the amount of terrible refs that we've had, like it feels spoiled. Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It just feels daft to be having to go at the ref when he's literally won us the match by giving us the penalty. Like, fair enough, it was a penalty, but loads of refs wouldn't have given it. So... I've, I've, I've no issue with him. And like things like the, you know, like the melees that were happening, like I've, again, I probably would have felt differently if I was in the ground, but watching on you telly, definitely I, would be. I would. I'd have been, I'd have been ready to explode. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, watching on telly, I, I thought like the Leeds players were just maybe because of the ref, I don't know, but yeah, it just felt like the Leeds players were sort of making their own problems. But yeah, you, 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 you're shocked at this, this news. I am shocked and appalled, Rocco. <laughs> we only allow biased opinions on this podcast. Surely, <laughs> surely you know that. Yeah. Somerville did it. Wait, Somerville did a little flick to Furpo. It was like a little. I don't know what do you call them. Is it like a, is it a Cruyff type flick? What what is it? Yeah, it's it's like not a name drag. No, I don't think so. Like dragged it back and then flicked it. Yeah, back it flicks back heel thing, wasn't it? That was should, lovely. Should call it a flicky heel, a flicky heeler. Well, we'll just we, we'll call it a Somerville. We'll call it the, the Jimmy Somerville. And, and yeah, he, Furpo was doing Furpo things. He was up quite high, pinged it in sort of Bamford, but I think it went to the keeper and then the keeper dropped it in front of him as well. And that yeah. was one of those. I mean, there was plenty of signs that the keeper was dodgy and we should be having more goes at him. But that was a that was a clear one where I think everyone in the cop in particular was like, he is dodgy. And we're like just giving him loads of stick after that point as well. Was, it his sec- was he the second choice keeper then? Quite possibly. He was just a poor Luke Ayling with that little bun, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. Was his time-wasting bad? His time-wasting was shocking. Yeah, that... He got, see, did he get booked in the end? Yeah, he should have been sent off, Rothko. Where's, <laughs> where's your bias? Like, you, usually you say, you know, why referees wouldn't ever give a two yellow cards for that sort of thing. He persisted. He should have been sent off. And like you say, Fair he handballed, handballed it outside the box. He should, yeah. should have been off the field, shouldn't he? Yeah, two red cards, three yellows. <laughs> what to the keeper? Yeah, just give him the lot. <laughs> just getting banned for life. Oh, I didn't like it when he went down pretending he was injured. That annoyed yeah. me. Do you know Preston 
I'm sure it was like exactly the same when we played them under Bielsa on Boxing Day. We drew one all, we got a late equaliser. But like the first half, they like came out, played amazing attacking football. And then second half, they just like didn't really attack at all and just time wasted for the whole match. And yeah, it seemed like a carbon copy today, apart from we got the winner. It's weird, isn't it? It's almost like they just don't train for 90 minutes. It's like they've never actually played that length of time before. But Byram came on for Furpo. And the first thing I thought about Byram is he looked well up for it. We'd had a period of, you know, obviously it's one one all at this point. And there's a period of it just not feeling like we were going to get anything from the game. And he came in, seemed to be just trying to win the first ball. And Ampadu as well just started like pushing us up the field and sort of tearing into them a bit more. And it was, it was, it was a really good sub, which I think worked, worked well for us all. Yeah, definitely. Ampadu's left foot's good, isn't it? I was really yeah. impressed. <laughs> I don't know where that's come from, but he was pinging some absolute beauties. Yeah. What about Paddy? What did you think of him? Today in general. Today in general. I mean, he did Paddy things, didn't he? Like, he, it's a funny one because it does work for where we are right now. And he does have some off days. But in general, recently, he's been playing really well. And I think it makes sense for him to be starting. The We could probably touch on the penalty, if you like. Touch That's on it. it. <laughs> From where we were, 92nd minute, it would looked an absolute blatant, blatant penalty. And I watched the highlights back and Brendan, Terry Drigo, like, penalty <laughs> immediately. And uh, yeah, the, the, the thing that I noticed on the replay actually watching it back was that Jan, Dan, Jan Dames, Dan James won a header on the edge of the box. He just can't stop with his head, can yeah. he? The, the <laughs> big man. Uh, he has got an unbelievable leap on him. Yeah, he has. He's like a little Welsh hull salmon. But yeah, the, I mean, so he heads that back in and I think their defender just skies it into the air, comes back down, yeah. Rodon wins a, a header and then it obviously bounces into Ledson's arm and then he, he's there like testing against the referee, like saying, my arms are by my side. And even at full time, <laughs> he's still doing the same thing as well. Oh God. And, uh, and after the, after we'd scored, he was still doing it as well. It's, yeah. What can you say? Like his arms out. Just, yeah, Stonewall penalty. Their managers come out and said if it was in the Premier League with VAR, they wouldn't have given it. Like, what is he talking about? Well, so in the first half, the game was that boring at times that I ended up, like, one of their subs looked like someone from the film Saltburn. Have you seen Saltburn? No, I haven't yet. You heard a lot about it. You've heard a lot about it. I have. So so we ended up talking about Saltburn with Adam next to us. And... uh, there's a horrendous scene in it and I'm not going to tell any, like talk about it on here. Adam was like a day to try and describe that, what that scene <laughs> on, on this. And I was like, there's no chance I'm not doing it, but it's a bath. Let's put it this way. And someone drinks something from it. And uh, my segue was going to be, what's his name? Ryan Lowe's tears could fill a bath. That's how, that's how angry he was at the end of that game. <laughs> what, what an absolutely salty tears. What a salty, salty man he is. <laughs> Stupid, stupid uh, scouts, man. What about when Bamford took the ball then? That was funny. I mean, everyone around us like had sheer panic on the face, like holding head in hands. Rocco yeah. sent, sent it to you and we put on our Twitter account, the Japanese fans over in Tokyo. And, and you should have a look at the video, like 42 seconds in, they all shout, Bamford, no! <laughs> it's like, it's good to know that that feeling resonates enti- around the entire globe. Yeah, well, I was thinking, well, like before, because obviously I wasn't there, so I'm just looking at replays, whatever the decision, and 
thinking in my head if there's any way that Bamford would be allowed to take it, you know, bearing in mind it scored three and three and some of them missed his last one. I'm trying to think like uh, Stroik wasn't on the pitch and then then it showed him with the ball and I just thought, oh, <laughs> like part of me sadistically like wanted to see what would happen. He took it. I didn't. Yeah, I was I must say I wasn't at all surprised when he yeah, when he did his little handover to to the man, Joel Piru, called the man in town. I'd rather watch that scene in Saltburn again <laughs> than witness that. God. Yeah, Joel Piru. And in in the run up to that, obviously Ampadu was out near the touchline speaking to Farker and it appeared as though Farker had told him to send the message that Piru should take the penalty and that he did and that he did smash it into the net as well. Great pen. Well, it's on it. Very slow, walky run-up made me a bit nervous. And yeah, I suppose he must have just seen this keeper starting to dive the other way. Coolly slotted it in. Otherwise, it would have been a terrible penalty. So yeah, let's just say it was a brilliant penalty, which it probably was. It is, it is a weird one with penalties because I think Dorigo said great penalty on the highlights watching it back and it's like, like you say, all it takes is a keeper to have just stuck a leg out going the other way and it would have been the worst penalty in the world. But here we are. Yeah. And celebration, celebrations on the, the best day your dad's ever had were down in that <laughs> northeast corner as well. Well, where, yeah, you, where was, you would have been sat. I'd have been there. I'd have been on the pitch, I reckon. I'd have been getting on my way there anyway. Yeah, it was scenes, wasn't it? It was it, scenes. Advertising board toppled over and everything. Georgie doing his thing. They were all very happy. It was nice. Nice for them, like Peru, Rutter and Bamford, you know, Peru's main competition, like being so happy for him and pointing at him and all that nice stuff. That's good. Good for yeah. team morale. I think it was brilliant that, you know, when you think rewind a few weeks ago, and we talked about on here and Bamford just sort of running off at full time and not acknowledging anyone. And here we are. That's the kind of camaraderie you need to see. You mentioned the Hordings falling over Rocco. Just to come back to your earlier point, that that was the best referee you've ever seen at Ellen Road. So that foul on Gruev, absolutely abysmal. That should have been a sending off, surely. Uh, which one? The way he like hacked him down. Uh, no, he just tripped him up. So he's got like, a yellow card. You right, and so yeah, the Hording point pushed our Titan Archie Gray into the Hording. Their player, nothing. Yeah, that was annoying. Yeah. So I'll give you that. I mean, he won't, he won't perfect, but you know, you can't get angry about every ref that doesn't have a like a perfect game for us. There was a few like there was one time where we just kicked yes, out we and can. played. Yeah, but then it then it devalues the times when we really are angry. All right. Well, I suppose most people are angry if you're at the game. So you live it if you're there today. This is a disgrace. Anyone listen to this? I'm podcast? an armchair a bloody disgrace. <laughs> Speaking for everyone. Oh dear. Right. So, man of the match, I guess. Yeah, Man of the Match is an interesting one. I did like Gruev today, but I'm going to give it to Ampadu. I thought, yeah, I thought he was great. Dictating from the back. I thought he kept the tempo going really well. I think he led. He, he Yeah, he led by example and a true captain's performance. So, yeah, I'm, I'm giving it to, to Amps. I, I think that's a good one, but I think you're wrong. I'm giving it to our little, our wee man, I'm not going to call him Wee Man. That's harsh. Our towering header of a man. That doesn't even make any sense. Dan James. Got to be Dan James. I thought he was amazing again today. His first time he's ever scored 10 goals in a season as well. And we're not, well, we're just past the halfway point as well. So amazing. And yeah, I love it. Really nice to have a, a Daniel James bombing down the wing. There, was some, there used to be some ironic stuff from our fans 
Adam next to us, I'll call him out, saying, oh, he works hard, you know, and that was it. But he's turned into like one of our best players this season. Yeah, that's the thing though. You can't, like I, I was massively critical of James as I've gone on about loads of times, but at the end of the day, he wasn't playing well. You can only see, say what you see. And that's the thing about football fandom and fickleness. Like, can you actually be fickle as a football fan? Because at the end of the day, everything changes all the time. Like, you're only commenting on what you're seeing. Like, people's form goes up and down. So, you know, when they're playing bad, you, you know, you think they're bad and then they start playing well and you think they're good again. I think it's like the fickleness comes from the severity of your feedback. You know, like, True. you should never play for the club ever again after you've missed one shot. Is, well, is, I said is that about Matteo. I said that about Matteo Joseph for that foul he did at the end. I said to my mate, I don't want to see him in a lead shirt again. <laughs> I don't know what he was doing. Like, gave away, like, a dangerous free kick for absolutely no reason. That and did annoy that me. Times. Yeah, he's that, done, he did it at Stoke, and he's, he's done, I think he did it at Blackburn. Or, yeah, his, his, his needless fouls to minute ratio must be through the roof, so... Yeah, need to get that out of his game. And you used to oh, he's, hate... just signed, he's, he's just signed a new contract. Yeah, it's so good. Congratulations, Matteo. Stop pushing over players and causing <laughs> danger for us, but good luck. And you are fickle because last time at Ellen Road, you hated the referee, and this time you absolutely love him as well, so... Well, he gave us a last-minute penalty to win the game. <laughs> All is forgiven, surely. We won that penalty, not the ref. Anything else we want to pluck out? Oh, uh, one moment in the first half, the physio, when he came over for uh, the goalkeeper who was on the, the floor that you said was feigning injury. All the Leeds fans gave the physio stick. It was like, only Leeds fans would uh, abuse a physio. It was brilliant. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Never yeah. change. Yeah. What's the atmosphere? The, the atmosphere was a bit flat in the first half, and then second half it was amazing. Like, really good. I think people had just woken up because it was... One o'clock at that point. Twelve o'clock kickoffs are rubbish, aren't they? It's a disgrace. I was fuming, absolutely fuming when they when they changed it, and not just from my own personal perspective of not missing of missing the game, but making us play at twelve o'clock, just squeezing three live matches. It makes me sick. Like it makes me so angry. I just wish the club would just tell them to piss off. <laughs> We're playing at three o'clock. Deal with it. You know, take the fine, whatever. I know it's completely unrealistic, but. Oh, just, piss I off. just hate it. <laughs> oh, is that Sky? Yeah, yeah. Piss off. We're playing at three. <laughs> Phone down. I put in my notes, Furpo carding, not even a free kick. Do you remember? Oh, it? my God. Now that now that was horrendous refereeing. So, Furpo got a yellow card for the referee never even gave a foul. So, it was... Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He tackled him and then their guy ended up putting it out for a throw. Yeah, yeah, putting out so the guy could get treatment and he booked Spurpa. That was a disgrace. That was like, that's fully mental. Maybe so I agree. what are you this. talking about, Rocker? Get back in Yeah, that, I'm glad you reminded me because I put it in my notes in the, in the, during the game and I thought, I'll remember what that is, but that was so infuriating at the time. It's like, ha, do you just not understand the rules that, the laws of the actual game? It was yeah. crazy. But anyway. Well, it was like, it was similar with Strauch with his red card against, when, yeah, he, yeah. when he broke Elliot's leg, that wasn't given as a free kick and then he sends him off. Disgusting, that. Yeah, it's disgusting. Right. Player, player ratings? Player ratings. Okay, it's difficult this week. I think my dad sort of clouded my judgment with his, with his singing from the rooftops. But anyway, here goes. Melier, I've actually written down six, but with that save that he made, 
maybe we give him a seven, but I thought he's been getting a lot of sevens for doing absolutely nothing apart from getting a clean sheet. So do you think six is fair? I think seven's fair. No, I think yeah. I think we should give him a seven purely because of what we said earlier around slating him for his near post. Okay. Done. Actually, I thought he I thought he did well in the end. I was got him down as a seven. Yeah. I think like we said, he struggled at moments but weren't necessarily his fault. And Miller's a good player, to be fair. I wouldn't be surprised if Miller goes on to do quite a good things. So I know. I can't believe he's on loan from Basel. That's mm. that's like shot I can't yeah, because like I I've I saw Basel play against Fiorentina last season and they were absolutely useless. Like mm. team of Milkman. He looks really good, doesn't he? Junior Furpo. I'm campaigning for an eight. I think he was a bit oh, unfortunate to only get a seven last week. And I thought he was great today. And that cross was sublime. So I think eight for junior. I want to see what some other websites put. Yeah, they've given him like near eight. And not that I would use that for my own decision. But yeah, no, I completely agree. It's just interesting to see that opinions are rising on Furpo, which is nice, isn't it? Yeah, lovely. Good on it. At the end of the day, I mean, I was thinking today, like, we all sort of, I think the fact that he came from Barcelona probably doesn't help, but no. like he was only 13 million, like it's a cheap transfer in the Premier League, as we've seen from all those losers that we spent 10 million on. So like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's been, yeah, he is what he is in he? He's not been good. So anyway, let's see if he can do a Dan James. He's becoming an assist monster and he? he's got, he's got the most assists out of any player in the championship in 2024 so far. Yeah. Yeah, shove so, up your pack, Leaf. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, one million pound Leaf Davis or twelve million pound Junior Furpo. <laughs> That's why it's, it's those scales when you talk about money. Anyway, let's go for the ratings. Otherwise, we're going to. But um, I mean, I've put him down as a seven. Again, I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm getting influenced by previous ratings because I've been rating him so high. It's a seven is all right, surely. Did you need an eight? I thought he had a good game. I think, I think it's probably f- fair seven. Yeah, I think oh, so. Keep his feet on the ground. We mm. don't want him to get too carried away. Yeah, he did some good stuff. He, I kind of miss him in midfield, if I'm honest. Like sometimes I think he's a, he's very very sturdy there. But then we had that period of him not being so great, and maybe this is his actual position that he he should be playing. So yeah, I, I'd go with the Nate. I think he's he's good in games like this where we mm. we if well to be fair we didn't dominate it from the start. But yeah, I think he's. He helps us when we're, you know, when he's playing at the back, I think, in some ways. When, you, when you've got a lot of experience of playing in that CDM-type role or a defensive midfielder role, I think it brings a sort of level of calm, doesn't it? You know, and, you know, there's some defenders just pump it out, like a lot of championship defenders get the ball, but he's just so calm and like, can run with the ball and create space from a defensive position. It's, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I thought Gruev was good, but I'm not getting carried away. I'll give him a seven this week. I thought Gruev was excellent. Yeah, I thought he was just some at times he just sort of peeled away, didn't he? And Do you think you need tonight? No, I think a seven's probably fair, just based on the first half from a lot of them, really. I know that's what I'm thinking. It, yeah, I didn't think it was our best day. Kamara, yeah, Kamara. I thought he had his worst game for quite a while. Actually, I, I thought he was a bit sloppy. I've mm-hmm. given him a six. Yeah, I'd go with that. And then the Fab Four, Dan James eight. We can't do halves, can we? No, only nine and a half. We can't do that. Yeah, eight. Think a nine? If it had scored his chips, that'd have been a nine. I think, yeah, I think it's an eight. Eight's fair. Yeah. Somerville, I mean, I've put seven. I think seven's fair. I think seven's fair. 
I think seven for him and Ruta, really. Maybe a six yeah, for Ruta. I've gone with six for Ruta, especially with the chances that he missed. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think he had an off day. And Bamford as well, I've gone for six. Yeah, fair. I'm happy to go with that. I don't, I don't begrudge Bamford though. This is the thing with Bamford because of his history. People like if he has a poor game, it turns into the fickle fandom that we were talking about. But I just think he had an off day today. That's where it goes. Yeah, I think it, like he, he did some nice link up play at first, but then I think I don't know. He just yeah, he seemed to sort of get dragged down a little bit. Mm. I think yeah, here again it annoys me when he doesn't try and win headers. <laughs> like he, I don't honestly think he tried to win a single header all day. Like a ball up to him. Just always peeling off, like try, hoping that the defender misses it or just like battling with him. Just wish he'd try and win some bloody headers. But anyway, I don't think he's going to change. It's fine. Yeah. Substitutes. I think it's just leave it. Don't need to rate him. Should give Piro a seven for his goal? Yeah, definitely give him a seven for his goal. Even Byron a seven for his ingenuity. Yeah, let's do it. They came on together. So we'll have to, if we're rating one of them, we'll have to rate both. Yeah, that's true. Sad, sad to hear about Jane Nantney losing his mum in the week that was put out by the club just before kickoff as well. And yeah, it's like I don't know how you can even do that. You know, come and line up and to play football. You know, but sometimes these things are best left, and as you know, it's a distraction for him, isn't it? So yeah, definitely. I yeah, I was surprised that he was on the bench, but yeah, like you say, yeah, sometimes it's it's the best way of keeping your mind off things, isn't it? So yeah, way to just forget about things and. Keep going. Should have probably wanted him to play and stuff. Yeah, it's just, yeah, horrible, horrible news on it. Yeah, bless him. And uh, yeah, so in the in the week, we're on to Norwich at home. Dara's coming over from Ireland with Shay. They're both coming over. Oh, the, nice. The Cunningham brothers. So hopefully meet up with him in, in town before the game. And if anyone's around, feel free to come say hello. I'm sure Dara would love that. Give us where, a shout. Where are you going? No you idea yet. No idea. Yeah, take him to our. Th- yeah, we could do actually. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't want you to. I want that to be our thing. That's our. <laughs> that's our quarterly date. I'll, t- I'll take him somewhere. Take him somewhere nice. Mackie D's. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to even watch it on what? Wednesday. I'm, I'm, a, I'm away with work, and they've they've arranged like a team dinner that night. So I might might be able to nip off early and catch the end potentially, but. Probably going to miss it, which is a bit gutted. And Norwich now in form. They beat West Well, they beat West Brom. They beat Bristol Rovers in the cup. They drew. Sorry, they beat Hull. They drew with Bristol Rovers because it was two legs replay, and they drew with Southampton. Are they? Uh, are they doing all right? That sounds like form. Yeah, they're, they're one point, two points off the playoffs. It's funny because Farker was saying earlier in the season that the championship's really strong and I thought he was talking absolute rubbish. But then you look at it now, like Coventry flying like they are, and they're only sixth. West Brom, who, you know, we've seen are a decent side, they're fifth. And then you've got like Hull and, yeah, Norwich, like Sunderland still there, Borough still there. I mean, they're not good teams, are they? Like we've played them, we know we're better than them, but they're all dangerous. They're all capable of beating us in the playoffs. Over two legs, probably aren't they? Yeah, this is it. it. It worries me. I don't want people to be overly optimistic about Norwich. It's it's going to be a tough game. There's been some awful Norwich games at Ellen Road, and there's been some great ones as well. So let's not don't need to dwell on that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Dara's coming over, and I think probably for us in terms of podcasting, it'll probably be back after the the Plymouth Argyle the FA Cup game next weekend. We'll see if Dara will come on as well. Tell us about his his experience, his trip over from. 
from Ireland to watch a game, which is great. Great effort. Yeah, I'll look forward to that. I'm looking forward to Plymouth. I secured my seat. I've I'm, I've gone gone rogue. I've gone in the West Stand. I wanted to be close mm. to Farker, see him in action. So um, yeah, down near down near the dugout. Should be a nice little change. What you're gonna say? You wanted to see Adam Forshaw in the flesh. Can't believe he's gone to Argyle. I can't. I wanted to research to see if he even played for Norwich, but too late now. He came on against us, didn't he? Yes. Yeah, he did actually. You're right. That's, not, that's all I know. I suppose they've signed him because Darko JB's made such a poor impression so far. We've had to straight away replace him. Gosh, yeah, that's worrying, isn't it? How much is Don't that? Five think, million. Oh, and Lewis Bate, he's, he's gone on loan to League Two today, this yeah. week. That's another two million down the Swanee. Bloody Victor Orta. All that money that we wasted on those Premier League like youngsters. Like, it was a lot of money if you add it all up, like Helder, Greenwood. The pathway for oh, them as well. Oh, God. Honestly, I knew it at the time. Like These clubs aren't going to just sell Leeds their top youngsters, are they? Like no. they, they must have seen us coming and like just bit our hands off. We must have spent like nearly like over 15 million on these players. So has any of them come up? I don't because yeah. I don't think you can really count Somerville. He was like a, he was plucked a bit before that, wasn't he? Yeah. Ajax, was he at? I think. Anyway. Fire Dutch club, innit? <laughs> yeah. Same thing. All the In- same. Typical ignorant Leeds fan. Right. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, have a good week. Let's hope we're back with positive news from Norwich and Plymouth Argyle. Yeah, have a, have a great week, everyone. And uh, tell us if you watched Saltburn, actually, <laughs> what your <laughs> thoughts were. <laughs> anyway, yeah, have a good week. We'll see you soon. Cheers. Network.